With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Red Sox Precap. With your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstrait. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap, podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network, where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series that's about to start for your Boston Red Sox. I'm your host, Keaton DeRocher, joined, as always, by Shelly Verstrait. Uh, Shelly, how's your Sunday going? Uh, my Sunday was going well um, until today's game. Uh, we were kind of talking <laughs> about that uh, before we recorded. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I'm, I'm not going to get too um, upset about it. Yeah, tough, tough game today. Uh, won the series, though, so that's yeah. a plus. Uh, just a brutal, brutal way to lose, and we will dive into all of that, uh, everything that happened in today's game. But first, rolling it back to game one. Red Sox got the win 4-3 to three against the Angels here. Uh, Dick Pavetta versus Griffin Canning. Pavetta returned from the COVID IL that he was on for like a day and a half, uh, and he went six innings, seven strikeouts, no walks, which was probably his best start of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, four hits, only two earned runs. Slider was cruising with a 55% call swinging strike rate. That is incredible. What was your thoughts on Pavetta's start here? Uh, yeah, I was, I was very surprised with the start. Um, I thought that it was a good matchup for him coming off the IL, the COVID IL. Um, he had like side effects from that second vaccine. So I totally appreciate that. Um, but him coming off and coming up against the Angels, uh, with those seven strikeouts and zero walks, it was, it was really, really great to say it was great. It was a great, great start. Um, I'm still waiting for him to just drop the bomb and just blow up, but we made it another game. So, yay. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's what I was just going to ask you as, as we get now to the sample size that is getting ever larger with Pavetta and he continues to not implode are we getting to the point where we're just uh, every time he goes out we're gonna start trusting him or are you still still on edge i is i need a few more starts before i get off the edge from pavetta because i'm like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i mean i was kind (laughs) of sort of a fan of his like back in his philly days right and it would just like just go off the rails so i'm still expecting that but to be honest, I've been, I, I've been impressed with his start so far with the Red Sox this year. So maybe this is a thing. I don't know. What do you think? I'm almost there, and it's mainly because of the no walks in this start. The walks have been yeah. something that have been just kind of creeping around in all of his starts, but has never really been an issue for him in the past. So that was the big indicator to me that he was still about to blow up, but he hasn't. And now he's rolled back the walks. So I, I'm starting to think maybe I can be comfortable with it. I, I need to, I do, as a, just like you, I need a couple more starts, but particularly a couple more starts 
with like zero or one walks. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll start start believing again. But strong outing from Pavetta. ERA down to 3.16. Bottom of the order also carried the team this game. Really kind of actually carried the team throughout the whole series. It's really nice to get strong outings from the bottom of the order. Uh, Vasquez and Renfro, Renfro both had two hits. Marwin went one for three. Dahlbuck went one for two with a big old homer. Uh, good night for the bottom of the order. It's this uh, this is what was missing when they were scuffling against these bottom tier teams before. Um, how uh, positive do we feel that the bottom of the order can keep this going for an extended period of time? Um, I don't know about extended extended period extended period of a time. Um, but it was just really good to actually just see just the bottom of the lineup just do something because I mean they have really been struggling the last couple of games last couple of series it would just be you know basically like the big four at the top right the the two through five part of the lineup would only be carrying us so seeing in this first game just the bottom of the lineup just be able to put some hits together that's really good to see so it's just as long as they're not a zero that's awesome agreed uh matt and Got charged with the blown save and then credit for the win in this one. <laughs> As he coughed up a lead, Pavetta gave him, and then the bats promptly gave it right back to him. Ottavino, clean inning, two strikeouts for the hold. Barnes struck out the side in the ninth for his ninth save of the year. Uh, nine total hits for the Red Sox. Everybody had a hit except Verdugo and Javis. Tough, tough little stretch for Verdugo here. Yeah. Game two. Uh, this one got out of hand real quick <laughs> in favor of the Red Sox. Bats absolutely broke out here. Uh, multi-hit days for, like, everybody. Um, Martin Perez versus Dylan Bundy. Bundy, he just continued to struggle against uh, the Red Sox at Fenway, which was good to see for us. Um, Verdugo, JD, Xander, Devers, Dahlbuck, and Franchi all had multi-hit games. Franchi, I believe, had uh, two doubles for his, which was good to see. Speedy little pokes down the right field line. Perez, um, weird one for him. Only allowed three hits, struck out five through six innings, but also walked four. Uh, but his ERA is now down to 3.4. How are we feeling about Perez? Um... I definitely feel a little bit more shaky with Perez when it comes to uh, maybe uh, like Pavetta, um, because they, he whenever he does go out, like it's not dominating, right? Like he gets right. like five hits and five strikeouts, and with this game, it was like five strikeouts, five hits, like four walks, right? You never feel great whenever he's on the mound. Like, he can kind of squeak it out. Like, you can squint and maybe he can just, he can make it through. But it seems like a lot of the hitters really bail him out throughout the games. Um, So I don't know how long this is going to hold up, but it was okay to, to, to see that he made it through. Yep. Verdugo, Bogarts, and Devers all had home runs. Um, Devers is getting real hot, and yeah. that's a little frightening for opposing teams. Great for us, though. Yeah. Love to see that going. Uh, Valdez came in and pitched a clean inning. Darwinson followed with uh, a shutout inning, two walks, one strikeout. Still a little wild there. Uh, and then Bryce shut the door, uh, one inning, one hit, 
with a strikeout for the Red Sox win. Uh, not much else to say about that one. That was just a pleasure to watch. Yep. Game three today. Boy, this one was uh, quite a trip. Uh, Evaldi versus Quintana. Evaldi got hit around quite a bit. Five innings, six hits, gave up four runs. One rocks, one walk and six strikeouts, though. That piece, pretty strong. Uh, Quintana, on the other hand, was cruising through the Red Sox <laughs> order. Um, seven strikeouts. He did give up three runs towards the end of his outing, but he was slicing everybody up, in particular uh, Michael Chavis, who had uh, a good and bad day at the plate. Um, started and ended the game with strikeouts, but in between had a couple of hits. Um, was getting some business done, but still really struggling. Got exploited on that high fastball quite a bit uh, in detail in, in this one. <laughs> Um, we talked a little bit about, um, I guess on the, well, I, I talked about Chavis on the round table this week as a, like a fourth bench guy and wanting to see more of him. What are your, what were, what was your take on how the Red Sox should, you know, should they keep going with the 14 man bullpen, three man bench or mix it up? Um, and do, do you have thoughts on Chavis's role within that? Um, yeah, uh, when, when, for, for my part of the round table, I was definitely pro let's get another bat on the bench as opposed to another, um, pitcher in the bullpen, because there are times when there are, you know, relievers, um, for, you know, the, the first person who comes to mind is like Phillips Valdez. We very rarely see him. Right. And when we do see him, it's usually like a blowout or whatever. So it's like, we're not really using him. I'd rather have a bat off the bench because sometimes uh, we need a little bit more oomph, right? Uh, just someone to come off the bench. Um, and what I've seen from Chavis, I think that he would be a good addition. I don't really want to see him every single day. But knowing that we have him on the bench, I would really, really like to to, to see him there. Yeah, I had two hits today. Um, went two for five with a single and a double. Did have three strikeouts, but is hitting two sixty, uh, and is being relatively productive. Yeah. I am just baffled by how Cora refuses to put Verdugo in the leadoff spot, though. Uh, and going with like a rotation of Marwin Gonzalez and Michael Chavis right now. But I guess if if they're going to continue to get multi hit games, sure. <laughs> but I think I mean, how much longer can we go without Verdugo in the leadoff spot? Yeah. I, I agree, but the only thing that I have that I'm, like, hanging on is prior to the season, um, I don't know who asked for Dugo um, about, like, the leadoff thing. And he's like, I don't feel comfortable as a leadoff hitter. I want to be um, hitting number two or somewhere else. I don't feel comfortable oh. hitting leadoff. So I'm like, okay, that is what I'm, that's the only thing that I'm hanging on. I'm like, otherwise it makes no sense. So maybe Verdugo just doesn't feel comfortable hitting leadoff. Okay. I actually had missed that quote. So I yeah. guess that, that would definitely explain it. Although it is weird because it literally only matters for the first one at bat. Exactly. <laughs> and we put a lot of emphasis on it, but it, I mean, it changes the way a lot of guys perform. So it's, you know, baseball is a weird game. That's why we yeah. love it. Jay Martinez, speaking of great days, uh, he had a great day um, in the field. Gunned uh, Otani out at home by several feet. 
Um, had another nice relay throw, hit the cutoff to get another uh, assist. Um, and had another a nice catch on um, nice little sliding catch on Trout. Does this give you more confidence in uh, Martinez being out in the outfield when he's not DHing? Or did you have confidence before? Um, I didn't have confidence before, but this game really makes me feel better about it. Um, I know that JD really does um, like playing the field um, occasionally. Um, so if we can just kind of, you know, maybe play him, you know, every Sunday or just, you know, one day during the week. Um, so he feels part of the, you know, part of the team, quote unquote. Um, and we can give someone like Devers or um, someone like uh, Xander a day off from the field. I like it. And what I saw today was just like really great. And I honestly, I didn't really expect it. So yeah. if he could do this occasionally when he's out in left field, I love it. And if it makes him feel better, which I think that it does, that's awesome as well. So I'm totally for giving him, you know, occasional run out in left field. Yeah, I think it had been a long time since we had seen like a, a healthy J.D. Martinez in the field. Like we've yeah. seen him in the outfield before, but it was also while he was like battling back issues, and it looked like it was it was tough to watch. It's like I forgot that he's like a pretty serviceable outfielder. <laughs> so yeah. I completely agree. If you know, if you can toss him in the outfield and uh, you know let some other guys off their feet for a game, keep them fresh, I dig it. And that is exactly how um, he'll be an, end up being used as well. Uh, and then came the bad. Um, <laughs> boy, was this rough. Uh, yeah. Valdez pitched a clean inning. Uh, Jonathan Taylor pitched a clean inning. Ottavino had a bit of a struggle, but then Barnes came in and looked stellar until Trout blooped a single uh, in the triangle of death in shallow right, which had an expected batting average of 110. <laughs> and then on the very next pitch, Barnes made the only mistake that he's made in weeks uh middle in fastball to otani who promptly plunked it right around pesky's pole which of course was only a home run in fenway park and that's how it ended um there was a little bit of drama in the ninth as the red sox got two walks and had plenty of chances to get the tying and winning run home uh, that all ended on a high fastball to michael chavis first third strike out of the day uh so i guess every once in a while you're going to walk into some of these tough luck losses uh thankfully this team this is really the first one they've seen all year um yeah <laughs> it's more on on the other end it's still it even though um you know barnes gave up the lead in heartbreaking fashion i still felt as though uh the red sox had a chance and then even more so when they they had uh two men on and one out uh still felt like something was going to happen as we had uh vasquez and then uh, or Vasquez got the second walk, Arauz, and then turning it over to the top of the lineup. Um, it still felt like they had a chance, which is not, you know, it's been a while that you, that when their backs, Red Sox backs are up against the wall, you still feel like yeah. you gotta you gotta stay focused because they could make, turn it on an instant. So uh, they win the series two games to one. Now they have an off day and move on to a series against Toronto. Uh, who is your MVP of this series? For me, uh, I gotta go Devers. 
as he had another home run today, uh, along with Puecki, also had a home run today. Uh, but I'm going to go with Devers for this series. Yeah, that, that that's a really good one. Um, for me, it was either going to be Devers, and I thought that this way, that's where he was going to go. Um, but just basically based on today, um, I want to give uh, JD just a hat tip just for Strong. what he did today. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the Boston Red Sox as a team are seconds in the majors in outfield assists. Uh, and the majority are coming from guys like Renfro and Martinez now as a couple, which is, <laughs> um, you know, bodes well for for keeping runs at third instead of scoring. So, yeah. uh, good, strong defense. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and preview series against Toronto. Red Sox still sit atop the AL East at 25-17. and 17. They are a game and a half ahead of these Toronto Blue Jays, who they will now play in um, Dunedin down in Florida. A little three-game set. Pitching matchups for this game or this series. Uh, Erod versus Ryu. Richards versus Stripling. And then Pavetta versus Mats. What do we think of those pitching matchups? Um, I think the first one is definitely going to be the hardest. Um, but honestly, the hardest for both teams, both Erod and Ryu, are really, really good. Especially Ryu. Ryu is definitely the ace for the Blue Jays. Um, but Richards, um, and Pavetta have looked good recently. So this should honestly be a um really interesting and fun series to watch. Agreed. Um, on all accounts. The Erod Ryu matchup is going to be a really fun one to watch. Uh, I feel really good about Richards versus Stripling, and then I guess i got to feel good about Pavetta <laughs> going against Mats. Um, so at least on paper, before the games are played, um, a little bit of an edge to the Red Sox there, but then we get to the fun stuff. Um, this Blue Jays lineup, uh, yeah. we, when we saw them earlier in the season, almost the entire team was struggling. That is no longer the case. In particular, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is on fire. Uh, He has 11 homers to lead the team, 27 walks to 26 strikeouts, and is slashing 319, 440, 609. That sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I am not looking forward to uh, watching him. Um, against our pitching. Um, otherwise, I love watching him, but I am not looking forward to this matchup like at all. Like he is on fire right now. Yeah, and that's accompanied with Bo Bichette, who's hitting 275 with nine homers. Uh, Marcus Simeon's hitting 270 with nine homers. Randall Grichuk is hitting 273 with six homers. Teoscar Hernandez is hitting 290 with five homers. Uh, Biggio has three homers and two steals. He's hitting 214, but he has. 20 walks. He's second on the team behind Vlad uh, and has a 336 OBP. This is the meat of that order. <laughs> there are no easy outs. And no. we have Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and George Springer also just kind of lurking in that lineup. This is going to be tough. Although we feel good about the pitching matchups. This is not an easy lineup to face. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's... I. Honestly, I think a lot of runs are going to be scored <laughs> um, in this series. Um, again, I mean, I like our pitchers versus the Blue Jays, especially the the last two games, uh, Richards and Pavetta. I definitely uh, prefer them 
um, over Stripling and Mets, but that those the lineups for both teams that's like a murderer's row. Um, so you know, God bless any pitchers in this series, basically. <laughs> yeah, a lot of runs. Gonna yeah. be a nice little free for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, trends for the pitchers, uh, Mats has kind of been up and down. He was really hot to to start the season, then had a string of really poor starts. Uh, in his last outing, he was lights out when five innings struck out nine. Uh, however, the Red Sox are hitting 283 with a 120 WRC plus against Southpaws, so that looks pretty strong. Uh, and Stripling just came back from an injury; he's only pitched seven innings so far. Uh, they didn't go great. ERA of 6.09. Um, so there's some some shreds of light here, but they're gonna have to have things clicking on all cylinders here as they face the currently second place in the division. Um, Oh, I suppose the Blue Jays probably don't have an off day tomorrow, and that's why they have three less games than the Red Sox. That would probably explain the half game. Anyway, still we'll be in um, either tied for second place or in second place when they start the series on Tuesday. Who's your? What's your uh, prediction for MVP of the series? Ooh, um, MVP of the series. Um... I'm going to go off the wall here. I'm going to go with Bobby Dahlbeck. Like, he's starting to heat it up. Um, maybe he's starting to feel uh, the Michael Chavis kind of heat there. Um, so I think he kind of um, has a good series, hopefully. I'm trying to remember this from the broadcast because I failed to bring it up while I was looking at this. But I believe coming into today's game, uh, where he ended up going over, he had been uh, hitting... 360 with three homers and 11 RBIs over his previous nine games. Um, that, that'll do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. will. <laughs> that did real strong. And then, unfortunately, went over three with the strikeout today. So, um, yeah. brought that down a little bit, but still, uh, over his last 10 games, uh, one of the hottest hitters in the Red Sox lineup for sure. So, hopefully, you can keep that going. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to ride this Devers high here. Love and, it. And yeah, he's, he's turning it on. And I just feel like he's going to have a pretty solid day. Or, well, series. Multiple days. Love it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, you can check us both out over the monster.com where we do roundtables and stuff. You can find both of us on Twitter. You can find me at the Spoken Keats. You can find Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. And we will be back with you later in the week for a little preview of a three-game series against the Phillies. Thanks for listening.